Hello, my name is Brandon Reich, and you are listening to The Graphic Sound. Sound. Episode 12 with Mark Eshelman. Like I've said before on other podcasts, I tend to get along really well with filmmakers simply because filmmakers are storytellers and they just want to tell a story with their work. As a graphic artist, I guess I'm learning to become more of a storyteller and I'm intrigued by the idea and I think it will make me a better graphic artist if I become a really good storyteller. So when I meet other people who care about telling stories, I find that I enjoy that conversation a lot more than someone who just cares about making things look cool. So I met Mark a few years ago through email when I needed a video project done for myself. Mark has a company called Real Bear Media. You can check that out on realbearmedia.com. Mark does a lot of music-related projects, so he's worked with Vespertine, Beartooth. He went on a cruise with Paramore, but he's probably best known for doing all of the video work and all of the documentary work and going on tour with the band 21 Pilots. All of the film that he's done, all the documenting the shows, all of that stuff has kind of rolled into a formal creative director for the band 21 Pilots. And me, as sort of an art director in 21 Pilots, him and I work together a lot, him and I communicate a lot together, and we also are on the same page creatively. And sort of the whole entire process of branding 21 Pilots has been Mark and I being on the same page creatively. So Mark and I have an honest discussion on this episode. We talk about how he got started, you know, what his work evolved from. He's honest about, you know, his aspirations with his work. He's honest about the doubts behind his work. And he's honest about his dedication on just telling the story of 21 Pilots, telling the story of Tyler and Josh. We even go deep into how he made the logo. And then we evolve into how we together created the whole branding process of Blurry Face. And it's more just Mark talking about how much he cares about telling this story, how much he cares about the guys and how obsessed he is about just getting the true honest story about this band to come through and and that's become his job whether it be through documentary or music videos or photos or whatever it is there's this story to be told that mark sees and he wants to share it with a fan base that obviously will take it the fan base for tornado pilots is insane they're rabid they're crazy and what i love about them is that they warrant all of the hard work that we've put into this whole entire branding campaign for 21 Pilots. All of the little hidden symbols and all of the symbolism and the whole story, this fan base actually listens and they actually care. So Mark has went through this process of losing himself for the sake of the story. You know, whatever he thought he was going to be as a filmmaker has evolved into whatever the client needs. At this point in his life, 21 Pilots are obviously a huge client. He has sacrificed whatever he thought he wanted to do. And now he's telling the story of 21 Pilots and seeing all the good things that come out of that, seeing all the good things that happen when you are able to relinquish a little bit of control, when you are able to put some trust in other people, when you're able to build a team that all believes in the same thing and all believes in the common good and all shares the same goal for what we want this to be. So I think it's neat for you to hear 
Mark and I's conversation because you're really getting a behind the scenes. This is possibly the most behind the scenes you'll ever get into the creative process behind 21 Pilots' Blurry Face album. Branding the band, I even have a little clip of an old video that Mark took, I think back in 2011, of Tyler before his band was big at all. Tyler actually mentions he only had like 4,000 likes on Facebook. So he talks about that it very much has to become a grassroots. So listen for a little audio clip of Tyler from a home video that Mark had back in 2011. And listen for a whole lot of really good stuff because this is a really neat peek into the creative process behind a big, big project. So without further ado, I want you to hear my conversation with my friend, Mark Eshelman. Mark Eshelman, you're on my podcast. Here I am. Welcome to my basement and welcome to my two microphones. This is lovely. Thank you for having me. So we've known each other for a couple of years, right? Yeah. Do you remember me? Yeah, I remember <laughs> you being the uh, graphic designer that yeah. kind of was in a shadow. And yeah. like, I didn't know if I could like let light on that shadow and reveal you or not. Yeah, you pulled me out of the shadow. I don't know shadow. what level I was at in order to kind of talk to you. But yeah, thanks for that. Here we man. are. Thank you so much for uh, showing me to the world. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you have quite the uh, repertoire. So I wanted to uh, make sure I was at a level that was, you know, respected enough to come and talk to you for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. You're here. <laughs> congratulations. You are on the Graphic Sound Podcast. Yeah. Um, so you've been doing Real Bear Media for for quite a few years. I remember I got an email a long time ago because we were kind of, I was going to do some video projects myself. And I think we have a mutual friend named Mark that um, I'm actually related to said Mark. Uh, but we have a mutual friend, Mark, who was you know, put us in contact in some way for some video. So you've been doing video for a long time. So how did that whole thing get started? Well, I went to college for it and got an associate's degree, which kind of was just all about learning the functionality and, yeah. and how to use the tools. Um, then I graduated in 2009 and, and kind of got to work and I kind of just stumbled into it. I mean, I've always liked movies just like any kid, I guess, um, growing up. But then the high school I went to, I'll backtrack a little bit. They offered some video program and I kind of like flirted with the idea, but then didn't end up following up for whatever reason. And my parents were super supportive of that, but just didn't go through. And then we were trying to find a place at college for me to go to. And um, we went to a fair and there's this art institute and I was just like, yeah, let's do it. And I don't really remember that moment of thinking that that would be the good decision. And I don't remember thinking about my career or anything yeah. like that. I just, it would just be cool to be an art school kid. Yeah. It's yeah. something, something about that. Something about, you know, going to art school and like really testing yourself. Cause I didn't grow up with like super artsy friends and like, yeah. we didn't like go around and shoot stuff in high school and it wasn't about that. So it's kind of like just for some reason, I just went on a whim and decided to pursue it. And so after a couple years in that, 2009, kind of graduated, and um, a friend of mine that I went to school with got me a job just doing a uh, web series for two guys that were entrepreneurialists and were selling houses uh, oh, okay. and and trying to do a bunch of different stuff. So they were inspired by like um, the four-hour work week from uh, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, that's yeah. it. Um, and stuff like that, just kind of you know being the modern um, businessman. And so they wanted to do a podcast or uh, I'm sorry, a web series at the time probably went a lot easier to do a podcast, but I got yeah. the experience I needed and we just shot just random stuff all the time and, and made, and they taught me how to edit and kind of do all that. So I got 
my uh, boots on the ground that yeah. first year and then ended up kind of drifting back to bands and worked with good buddies of mine that I used to play shows with when I was in a band in high school and they were endorsed by a t-shirt company out of Columbus and I kind of reached out to them and kind of decided like I want to go this route and try this music thing because I did the businessy thing and I mean the work was great the guys I'll never say a bad word about those guys but it just wasn't for me and so I kind of found myself pursuing the music video and documentary rockumentary do yeah. they, they say it's still rockumentary you can say it right now if you want okay <clears throat> one two three rockumentary rockumentary okay. yeah no I think there's something awesome about I mean there's something very enticing about mixing music with your creativity and I think I've found throughout my career is that when I try to do creativity without music there's something missing because you know like artists and musicians come equipped with like their heart on their sleeve, their conviction on their sleeve. There's a very, very prominent voice. There's a prominent opinion, point of view. And with a business, it's not always that thing because you kind of want to ask these business people, what do you stand for exactly? Because a band, you know what a band stands for. That's easy. You know, they, they are screaming what they stand for. But when you get to a business or, you know, you get to, I don't know, like realtors or, uh, I don't know, banks, like there's, there's not as much conviction and heart and story there. And right. a band just comes, um, you know, packaged with a story already. It's like, of course we stand for something. Yeah. And I mean, that's what makes it so easy right. with, with music and anything. I mean, ever since the dawning of film, they hired pianists to come in there and play music along to yeah. the film. So it's like something about those going hand in hand just makes so much sense to me. Yeah. A lot of other people, it's just, I mean, the, professional shooters and and editors and all the people I talk to when they talk about their least favorite projects, they're talking about the talking heads, talking about products and business and whatnot. As as fun as those two guys made it, it's just still not that story that is intriguing to tell. Yeah. And I've actually done interviews and talks recently about similar thing where, you know, when you get started, do whatever you can. If a realtor wants you to do a video, if a, you know, a four hour work week guy wants to do a video, do whatever you can do because you're learning the process. You're learning how to use the tools. You're learning how you work. You learn what you're, what you're passionate about. You learn all that stuff. And over time, maybe you can start, you know, honing in on what it is that you're most passionate about. Over time, maybe the light bulb will go off when you say, I like doing this and I realized I really don't have any interest in doing that anymore. And, you know, so for me, music has always been the thing, you know, I too started where, you know, I had a band and I designed things for my band and that just made sense. Like if, if I could choose between designing inside music, then yeah, I want to design inside music. And early on I had that opportunity, but still it's like grinding through all kinds of work from my aunt and uncle's construction company to whatever it was that I had to do. My dad's lawn care company, whatever I had to make to learn how I use Adobe illustrator or whatever, then, you know, then I was going to do it. But over time, um, I've started realizing that not only do I want to do stuff for music, I want to do stuff for music, musicians and bands that have a clear, passionate, uh, sense of conviction and that's you know there's that I can feel like I can count on a couple hands the ones that I'm impressed by with their level of conviction so you got started with um, what you're probably best known for these days um, working with 21 pilots 
uh, how that whole thing began. When did that, st- what year did that start and what's happened since then? Well, when I found that t-shirt company, 2010, um, they were doing this kind of networking, marketing kind of thing where they were printing these t-shirts and then they kind of found a handful of bands that they were passionate about and like kind of believed in that were local. Um, those friends of mine from high school being one of them and they were handing them t-shirts and saying, Hey, just wear these for free in exchange. Just kind of like post about it and then play a couple of shows that we're going to put on and we'll make sure there's people there to watch. And, um, so I kind of had a meeting with them and they, in 2010 in the summer, they were doing kind of like a, a show showcase show for their summer line. Yeah. And 21 pilots was a band that opened that show. And that's the first time I ever saw them. And so I was kind of blown away. That was when they were a three piece. Mm-hmm. It was the old lineup with the bass player and the other drummer, Chris Holly and Nick Thomas. And I just remember recording them and just not knowing what to do because Tyler, that was such a small stage. It was like hundred cap room. It was sweaty as balls. Um, and everyone was just on top of each other and, and Tyler was just all over the stage. And like, I was trying to like not be in the way. And I was like a total like new newbie at this. And I'm like trying to shoot and I have this big light on my camera cause it's so dark. And I was just use, using some like really old, like one of the first HD kind of cameras that were like yeah. 2000 bucks or whatever. And like trying to figure out how to move around the stage. And so I just never forgot about that. And then that fall, the uh, one of the owners of the t-shirt company was like, Hey, move up to Columbus. Cause at this point I'm living just south of Dayton. Yeah. Like, move up here. We'll get you a room. We'll make you pay 200 bucks a month in this apartment. It's really small and just do some work with us. And so that fall in 2010, moved up there just on a whim. And then they did like a mini tour, Ohio tour. And so it was 21 pilots and two other bands. They did Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And that's when I actually got a chance to kind of talk to Tyler. Okay. And that's kind of where everything changed. It was kind of like, pulling him aside just as a friend, like, hey, man, you know, I sh- I'm Mark. I shot the thing in the summer. You know, good to see you again. Really excited about what you're doing. Um, I bought the album, all this kind of stuff. And then he kind of went on to explain, like, hey, I saw that video. It's it's awesome. You know, I really respect when people can put video to music so well and kind of continue to tell the story. And he went on to talk about how, you know, these are my favorite music videos. This is why they're my favorite. And so we kind of connected on that and we connected on Facebook as everyone does, you know, um, and messaging each other about music videos we like and projects coming up and, and then come to January of 2011, they were playing Newport, not even headlining. They were yeah. like direct support and they're like, Hey, we're going to do this Christina Perry cover. Let's shoot a video. And so I got a buddy of mine from college and we shot the thing and, and I remember showing it to Tyler like a couple of days later because I was so excited to put together. And he watched it like three times in a row. And that was like the first time I got to present something to a client that I kind of worked on my own. Yeah. And then like maybe that day or maybe two days later, he was like, hey, we've got a room in the house we're renting. Do you want to come move in with me? <laughs> wow. And so come March, I'm like, yeah, let's move in. Let's, let's yeah. share. So five of us were in this little house in Westerville, Ohio. And we just kept creating since then. And so I guess what really gave me my longevity with Tyler is just being a buddy first and just him knowing and that I want to create just as much as he does and yeah. him just handing me a story, yeah. which is the, like the biggest blessing in this career so far. We usually don't rehearse that much because we just play or we have a, a new drummer. His name is Josh. And he's, we all need to go over the parts with him and 
make sure we're tight. Right now we're just playing weekends. It's kind of frustrating because you want you want to be playing all the time, but it's not the only time that we have the opportunity. So we try and travel out as much as we can on the weekends and everything. And we're really small. <laughs> we're so insignificant as a band right now. We have less than 4,000 likes on Facebook. I say that because it's interesting that anyone I've talked to who's, who's kind of, I've viewed as being professional or having some sort of knowing what they're talking about when it comes to the music industry. They actually use Facebook. Like, they use how many people have liked you on Facebook. I think more than ever, I'm, I'm sure that this band, 21 Pilots, is, is gonna be a grassroots type of band. I'm, I'm ready to start it up from the, from nothing. Try to stay completely in control of it as long as possible. And because we're doing that nothing. We're a little nothing band right now. And when you're when your band is nothing, playing shows consists of one emotion. And it is trying your hardest not to get screwed. It's all you think about. trust anybody. And the music's great too. Yeah, I think that, you know, I look on the rise of 21 Pilots and it, to me, I mean, from my perspective, video is a huge part of it. And I think that, you know, looking back on my own music career, it's like video helps make really good use out of the time, out of the stuff that you do. If you can get it filmed, if you can, you know, because the video acts as content later when, you know, you may not be doing anything, but the content still goes there. So there was this, you know, there was this hype building up about 21 Pilots. And I feel like a lot of it was based on what was on YouTube and based on seeing the shows played back and all that sort of thing. So it seems like early on, it's just really neat because it, early on, Tyler had an, had an opportunity to say, I think we might be going somewhere with this band and I want you to capture it on video, essentially. And you've done that <laughs> and then some. Um, so that's 2011 you moved in that house? Yeah. So, so what did off, your work become being as soon as you lived in that house? Well, before we kind of figured out who you were, me and him were designing t-shirts. And yeah. so along with shooting the shows, so they would be Weekend Warriors as most bands are in the beginning is playing everything you can outside of your hometown, yeah. trying to draw everyone in and then playing that big hometown show to invite all those people you met, those tiny bars and clubs. Yeah. So aside from just capturing all that, it was about creating these designs and stuff like that. And so it was very simple, just we need t-shirts. And so yeah. we did it. And then one night we were just throwing logos together and, and not necessarily logos, just shapes. 
we started throwing shapes together and for a t-shirt design and and then we stopped on this arrangement of these three rectangles and yeah and for some reason tyler gravitated to it and said that should be the logo and we yeah. had no idea we were wanting to do a logo you know it's, it's something that he had in the back of his mind just like it'd be really cool to do you know the logo look um and have a logo that means the band name that people could yeah like a nike swoosh it doesn't say nike yeah so so we just took that and the colors i just picked random colors that kind of were um contrasting colors with each other how did you pick these random colors orange is my favorite color and it looked a little too orange so i dialed it back a little bit more red yeah (laughs) and then and where the blue come from red and blue just work together (laughs) well what you may have not realized is that they are almost perfect inverses of each other so that if you have that 21 pilots red so for everybody out there that's uh, pantone 179 if you have that and you invert it you command i in photoshop that becomes the blue so you may have accidentally put two colors together that were exact inverses of each other. Well, I wouldn't say it was an accident. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I uh, so, studied color, color theory okay. since right. kindergarten. So you knew that the two worked well together. Right. right. So, I mean, it's, I mean, people, you know, they still, I've seen people invert it. You know, this last album cycle, you decided to go just red with yeah. Tyler. And so people are inverting and they're like, the, the blue is still there. You just have to invert it. So yeah. it turns into this really cool. There was no thing. room for blue on the surface of Blurry Face. Right. Yeah. Blurry Face is definitely red, black, and white. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. So you, well, see, here's what's funny about what you just said. Me being from a band myself, there was this strategy that you guys were talking about that didn't exist with us and didn't exist with a lot of other bands that we toured with at the time. And, you know, I'm talking about the years 2000, 2001, 2000, 2003. Side note, we're actually both from the Dayton, Ohio area. Um, we're both the country that's south of Dayton is a town called Franklin and the country that is west of Dayton is a town called New Lebanon. And those actually connect. Those two towns actually connect on some old country roads. So, Marcus from Franklin and I am from New Lebanon. We're both from the Dayton area. And then we migrated to Westerville, which is a suburb of Columbus, Ohio. It's so crazy, isn't it? It's very random and pretty cool. Not even Columbus, like Westerville. Westerville. Yes. And uh, so we actually live just a couple minutes away from each other now. So, um, but what, what you were talking about and when I was, when I was in a band, man, there was no strategy like what you're talking about, partly because I was a 17 year old kid and I didn't, I didn't have strategy. But you guys were talking about your, let's go play in the surrounding areas in hopes that we can draw them all to Columbus. Like, let's go play Akron or Athens or wherever, and let's go play the surrounding areas, and then maybe we can have a big Columbus show, and everybody's going to come and show up to the Columbus show. We never had that strategy. I don't know any bands that had such a regional strategy the way 21 Pilots did. And when I look at this, you know, this whole process those Columbus shows got really huge, really quick. And it was because it was like you guys were setting bombs around Columbus, Ohio, so that the explosion would happen right there in the middle of Columbus. Not only would the explosion happen in Columbus, you were going to get it on video. And that, to me, is this brilliance of 21 Pilots, brilliance of Mark Eshelman, that is so... It's so awesome on one hand. On the other hand, I'm kicking myself because I'm like, why did I waste my time doing my band the way I did it? If I had YouTube back in 2000, the way it is, you know, was in 2011, I would have been able to make such 
better, more efficient time out of ev- all those hundreds of shows we played so, to a sold out place in Dayton, Ohio. If I would have got that on video, I would have been able to build this appeal. I would have been able to build this vibe and mystique about my band. Um, and that's exactly what you guys did. So people were able to get on YouTube and watch a, a 21 Pilots concert and know that, man, whenever they come through my town, I've got to be there because this looks like an amazing experience because it was an amazing experience. And obviously it continues to be an amazing experience to be at that concert. So at this point, 21 Pilots are still hustling. They're still grinding um, and you're getting it all on film. They can play big shows in Columbus. So where's it go from there? I guess it's just trying to spread off the um, hugeness and and spread it around outside of Ohio. And it's just, I mean, the way that Tyler and Josh at that time, Josh finally joined up and it's just playing that big show and just being themselves and being 21 pilots everywhere, no matter the situation and no matter the venue size and just being able to document even the smallest of shows, like the one of the last music videos we did off the Vessel album cycle was for Ode to Sleep, and that Ode, uh, Ode to Sleep video shows them in Chicago. The first times they, uh, one of the first times they played Chicago in that VFW, yeah, and there's on the floor um, twelve kids <laughs> standing there, and we use that video footage. And it's like not being you know scared to show what's going on right now. I feel like a lot of people when it comes to video, they're like they want to shoot it at. It's kind of like when when politics. when people that are running take the photo from the very back of the group of people, but they don't show the empty gym that (laughs) no one's standing in. Yeah. What Um, angle does it look like this place is the most huge? Yeah. So it's, it's about like throwing it out the window and telling the stories of like roughing it in a SUV at the time or van when they finally bought a van and just showing them be people. And I think that's what people want to see, especially with a band that's so open about, feelings and emotions and stuff like that. just being very honest. And um, I I think 21 Pilots is a very much uh, a today's generation band in the sense of using YouTube and having video content and being very open. I think the days of being like a pop star that, you know, doesn't have anything online about their personal life or anything like that. I think those days are over Yeah, with Instagram. And if they're not over the bands that don't realize that, they're just not getting the deep connection that bands like 21 pilots are getting and 21 pilots are making a deep, deep connection with their fan base. And again, that goes back to this thing of what I'm excited about working on is that there is that deep connection. There is this conviction. There is something else going on. There is a thing behind the thing when it comes to 21 pilots. And and that's been a pretty amazing thing to watch. So, you know, you got these videos going out and um, then they start getting courted by labels sort of thing and um i think the videos had something to do with that do you want to take any credit for that sort of thing (laughs) i mean i I do and i don't i feel like it's just what i do want to take credit for is me understanding what tyler wants yeah and what josh wants and and what caters towards the band and and not trying to overhaul it and make it more of my own than it needs to be yeah that's huge yeah i guess the most important thing for me and to take credit of is just being able to deliver these guys' stories, Tyler and Josh, and right. let them kind of share what they need to share and, what, and how they need to share it and being aware of that and knowing what not to shoot and knowing what to shoot. And that way it streams, streamlines the process. I think one of the big things you said right there that I want, I want to make sure young creatives really get is that he's caring more about 
how Tyler wants to be presented, how Josh wants to be presented, what they really need out of this and what their story really is. Because any creative can come in and step in and say, this is the way I do things. And I'm a cool creator and I can make awesome video. I can make awesome design. I can do whatever. You can be really proud of what you're capable of and all that stuff. But if you don't have the ability to hear the story of the client, if you don't have the ability to hear the story of the people you're creating for, then you're not great at your job. You're just not. We all learn how to use the tools. We all, you know, in your case, you you learn how to get certain shots. You learn how to use all of the stuff. But if you don't know how to tell the story and if you don't know how to hear the people and to extract a story out of people that may not even be able to tell their story, if you can't look beneath that, then you got nothing. You only have skills to use a tool, but, you know, without conviction, without a story, it's empty. And that just doesn't last very long, unless you want to continue making videos for realtors and uh, bankers or whatever you're making videos Real for. Turds. Real turds. Real yeah. Um, I think what kind of kept me in this position is, is just that. I mean, yeah. there's so many people that shoot so much better than I do. Just like quality, how they're shooting it. Their workflows are so much better. I'm so intrigued by other people's workflows and how they do it. But it's what keeps me in my seat is just being that person that Tyler can lean on. And and when I say Tyler, I mean both of them because Tyler just kind of, since it's his, like he his project and his baby, he's kind of the one making most of the decisions. Yeah. But both of them weigh in on edits and all that. So it's just what keeps me here is to be able to just confidently deliver stuff for them on their behalf. Yeah. And know that they're going to feel well represented as long as you're behind the helm of it and I, or at the helm of it. And, you know, I think that what I've been most impressed, um, I so I came in the picture about shortly after Vessel had been released in January of 2013. And for anyone who doesn't, why well, I don't know that anyone would know this. Here's a fun story about how I was involved with 21 Pilots before I was involved with 21 Pilots. Essentially, I have been obviously designing t-shirt graphics for a long time. And I sometimes I'm designing graphics for record labels. I've had a relationship with Warner Brothers and Fueled by Ramen and Atlantic, the whole, the whole record label team. I've had a relationship with them since like 2005. And I got asked to design t-shirts for this band, 21 Pilots, that was just newly on Wait, the label. That came Ramen. first? Yeah, and I was too busy at the time, and I said, "Ooh, I know those guys. They're from I've." I said, "Ooh, I've heard of those guys. They're from my town, but I don't have time to do this one. Sorry." And I think that was fall of 2012, maybe. And I just turned them down. I never, I never had anything to do with them. Um, fast, well, rewind back to like 1999 or whatever. Um, you know, I. I have a girlfriend and she has this cute little blonde haired cousin who's like six years old and this cute little blonde haired cousin. She just becomes this cute little uh, person throughout my life and this person we all take care of. And then that cute little blonde haired cousin of my wife um, around 2012 meets this fella named Tyler from Columbus who has this band 21 pilots. So it turns out that my cousin-in-law ends up dating the guy from the band 21 Pilots. So there was this moment when I finally joined up. I think, I don't know what came first, if Jenna actually said something to Tyler, oh, my cousin designs t-shirt graphics or something like that. 
Um, in which case, Tyler, anybody else should like roll their eyes and be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. He designs t-shirt graphics. So does three guys I ran into at Starbucks <laughs> totally. an hour ago. So anyway, um, I don't really remember how that relationship exactly started, but I met Tyler at Christmas of 2000 and I guess it would be Christmas 2012 at the end of 2012. That was the first time I ever met Tyler. And yeah, that, that, that's right. At the end of the Christmas, the end of 2012 was when I met Tyler. And then we kind of talked a little bit about design and merch and stuff like that. And then I think we got lunch at Panera Bread one time and we really started talking about merch and that I could do merch. And then I think Tyler then had to go back with his manager or with you or whoever and kind of look and see if I'm legit. (laughs) Yeah, I remember... (laughs) When you passed was the first time that the label kind of like wanted to make it legitimate and like, okay, we're going to move on from the in-house designing and see who else we can have come in. And so this stuff came in. A lot of it wasn't that good because these designers didn't know the message. Right. And so long story short, we come back and we're back to internal. Yeah. So They knew the band name and that's about it. And they were, you know, you have to source design from all kinds of different people and we had an opportunity now knowing each other that, hey, I can design. I mean, I design merch for everybody and I'll design merch for you guys. But I had an oper- a unique opportunity to be able to really dig into something where you guys pretty much gave me the full reins to do whatever you want. And I tell people like when they ask me about 21 Pilots, I said, I've had like one and a half email conversations about design with Tyler. Anytime I'm talking about talking to Tyler, like, Tyler comes over for game night or something. And like, you know, that is my wife's sister slash cousin type. It's, it's a cousin who is kind of like a little sister to her. So Jenna is like my wife's sister and Tyler comes over like my brother-in-law. So that relationship, it, we talk about the band some, but that's not what it's about. It's more about like, let's play games or whatever. Let's, you know, like I saw him for Christmas and that sort of, it's just, it's a family thing. So it's been a really unique, situation where Tyler has been able to have people he fully trust do the do the work for him I mean down to the the tour crew you know I mean from you to the crew to the design I mean to business management to everything Tyler has people that he has known for a long time or people that he trusts um with with me maybe he hasn't known me for a long time but we're going to know each other for a very very long time because now we're related Um, so it's been really neat to watch Tyler, number one, be able to establish a really good team, but from my perspective, be extremely hands off because he has the trust that the people on his team are going to make, make it awesome. Right. So I remember Chris Waltman, the band's manager. Yeah. He, uh, remember telling me that, uh, he was getting a lot of flack for the road crew because Mm -hmm. it was all Tyler's buddies. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's all it was like the production manager was the oldest brother of his best friend who was also his best friend since like birth because yeah. their dads knew each other. And the dad of the production manager is the business manager and like right. all this stuff and labels like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know about that because they're so used to, you know, orchestrating this big thing that has to have like the right people in the right spot. They're not used to something coming in because we've always been about like delivering stuff to them before they ask for it. Yeah. So it's just kind of like proving ourselves and it's the same thing that's happened on the road because they just have to trust that we want these people on the team and it's just been nothing but 
good times so far. Yeah, so like they signed a whole family. They didn't realize it, but they signed a whole family. Right. They thought they would be able to have some say on the ba- on the family members, but it's like, no, 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 no. We're a package deal. Yeah. We came fully equipped. And, you know, that there is proof of concept here, obviously. With the success of 21 Pilots, I don't think that, you know, any doubts that someone may have had about assembling a team that way or taking that route that you guys have taken, uh, I think those doubts or those criticisms should be out the window by now because obviously, you know, right now they have one of the most popular songs in the country. Um, things are blowing up. They're getting really close to going platinum, I believe. And or Blurry Face is going is getting really close to going platinum. And it's been really cool for me to watch because after having been in a band myself, I'm watching Jenna's husband go through this band and doing it in, with an entirely different approach. And I am so impressed by the way it's going. And I'm so impressed the way it's working. And I love the way that Tyler is handling it all because it doesn't matter. Like, you know, Tyler says at the live show, like he didn't know there were rules to writing songs. And thank God he didn't know there were rules to writing songs. Thank God you guys didn't know there were rules to this music industry that you guys were breaking. You know, the fact that you've continued to to break rules and the fact that you've continued to be original and do things your own way is the reason I think you're so successful, you know, and it's been fun to watch this because any expectation or any like format or anything we think is going to happen in some music industry, you know, career, 21 Pilots continues to like, they continue to mess up that theory and mess up that expectation. And they're just continue to doing it their way. I think that Tyler, Tyler was really frustrated a lot about a lot of these concepts. And a lot of those concepts got out in the lyrics, like Lane Boy, the lyrics to Lane Mm -hmm. Boy are like a perfect representation of what's going on with Tyler right now and saying, you guys told me this is the way it should go, but there's no way in the world I'm going to do it that way because I want to do it this way. So you guys are telling me this is the team that I should have, but I want this team. You guys should are telling me that uh, there needs to be more to this, but I want to do it this way or whatever. And And it's been really fun to watch. Songs on this record that feel common I'm in constant confrontation with what I want And what is popping in the industry It seems to me that singles on the radio Are currency, my creativity's on the feed When I'm playing shows They say stay in your lane, boy so for you and I, we get to create the visuals that connect with this whole experience, you know, and it's and in the same way that the music, especially on Vessel, is relatively schizophrenic, it gives us such a huge, such a long creative leash to just do whatever we want with this stuff because, you know, that chaos is sort of the point, I think, and that that um, variety and that diversity is sort of the point of this whole entire thing. Yeah, you can see that in the music videos. I mean, if you think of, the vessel area, you think of Guns for Hands. It's just a white background. Yep, I you know, think that might be my face. favorite video, yeah. Yeah, that one was so much fun. 
Josh actually got super claustrophobic in his tape. Oh, really? <laughs> when he got yeah, yeah, yeah. You had tape on your just, face. Yeah, just tape on face. It's all it was. No, no gimmicks. No computer. But generated. what was really important? It was red tape and blue tape. Right. And that's what I can appreciate about the tape. <laughs> Very intentional. <laughs> um, and then like car radio. I mean, that was like the first successful like throw it up on VH1 kind of thing that the label did with it, and that's just completely different than Guns for Hands. It's like being able to use the music to jump around, do whatever you want. Like, Oh, to sleep again was like a documentary. Yeah. And to be able to do that, just jump all the way around. And I mean, truce is like a highlight video, but also he's in the street playing the piano. It's just like little stuff like that, that we can jump around and do. And there's yeah. no formula. Like if you think of like, like a metal band, like it's like you're in the abandoned warehouse, you know, and you're shooting it and there's a girl walking through the house trying to find like a broken picture. And like, yeah, it's like, there's these formulas for stuff like that, but we were able to kind of take a break from that. <laughs> you got the plot down perfectly right there. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's that this formula that you guys were breaking the formula and, and it's like shame on anyone for thinking there is a formula. You know what I mean? That, that, that formula is even valid, that there's even a point to that formula. You know, there's a pop format to songwriting and it's, so gone it's it's been over for a long time i feel like people that are really into pop music aren't fans of these artists they're fans of these producers they're fans of these right. marketing teams yeah so i feel like if you're a fan of 21 pilots you're actually getting 21 pilots right yeah yeah and you're getting everything is from them from the inner circle of 21 pilots that's where the product is coming from there's very little things that have to do with 21 pilots that are coming from an outside source i think you know uh, we won't give away the details, but there was just this, you know, relatively neat opportunity that um, management ended up turning down simply because it was just too outside of the realm of what 20 Pilots is. And you and I were just in an email conversation where that thing got shot down. And when we see the sort of outside stuff coming in, that's like, no, this isn't great representation of this band. When we see that sort of thing get shot down, it, I think it reminds us that there we're a family here and we're trying to build something and we're trying to create something cohesive and somebody's got to be there to shoot down the bad idea that breaks us out of what we are because it is refreshing when i get an email from management talking about how we have to keep the reins of what this band is and i think that's that's refreshing and even even if this opportunity was cool or not cool it's the fact that there is this care that's going into everything still at however many hundreds of thousands of records they've sold still at this level, there is this care and there is this unwillingness to go against our morals and values on what this band is and how this band should be presented to the world. And I've just been extremely impressed with how that's that continuity has happened and so another company, Tantrum, are the company that, that came in to, to do the video for the screens for the live show. And I think the huge roster of bands that Tantrum has worked with, it's been cool when they're working with 21 Pilots because they even get to say from their perspective, no one is pulling off this family affair type of thing the way 21 Pilots is doing it. And when we talk about continuity between all of the creative, no one is pulling it off the way 21 Pilots is pulling it off. And I think you and I, we've been very adamant about keeping everything cohesive and keeping a very, very tight grip on the brand behind this, the creative behind this. And 
it's been pretty cool to watch it all come to fruition. I think that I've ran into the problem that a lot of fans want merchandise that looks like all the other bands' merchandise, mm-hmm. and they're used to buying a certain type of merchandise, and 21 Pilots doesn't offer that type of merchandise. You know, sometimes they'll attack me for, why don't you just create merchandise that looks like the other band's merchandise? Why don't you just fit into the Hot Topic wall or something like that? And obviously, with 21 Pilots, what else that they have done has fit into anything else that's been going on, and why in the world should the merch do that? What else with 21 Pilots has fit into anything else, and why should their music videos fit into that? Um, We've continued to make sure that 21 Pilots is doing things Tyler's way, Josh's way, their own way, something that's come from the heart and that's true to the way they are. For you and I, when we sit and hear Tyler talk about what he wants to do for a live show... It's so amazing because these ideas are insane and we know he's going to pull them off. We know that he is so dedicated to the show and so dedicated to this experience and so dedicated to the emotion that's going to be behind that. And, you know, I've even heard moments when he's talking about the live show where he doesn't even want the fans to have feel like they have to do anything. They just want to be there and experience. And Tyler wants to say, I got this. Don't worry, guys. You will, be, you will be taken care of. I will entertain you for the next two hours. I got this. My favorite thing is when he mocks newer bands or opening bands, where not ones that open for him, but just one that he's seen in passing. Yeah. Where they try to, like, okay, let's sing along on this next one. Like, no one knows your lyrics. Like, <laughs> why are you catering towards that? And like, Tyler and Josh have been very good about making sure it's an experience on stage. It's a, it's a movie that you're watching. It's a it's something theatrical. It's something that you can just either be a part of or just watch everyone else be a part of it. Yeah. Like watching that pit, like there's a lot of times where, especially when they started playing these bigger arenas where I'm in the back of the room getting shots of just documentary stuff. And I just put the camera down and watch the pit kind of just react the way that they do. And just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a sight to see. I mean, yeah. it's just, they've, they've always wanted that and they've always envisioned that in the future. They know that that's their future when they were playing that, bar in Columbus for a hundred people. They knew what the future was going to be. And so they just always been mindful of that time is going to come. Yeah. Let's not try to stuff it into this next show just because, you know, the crowd's being quiet let's yeah. let them be quiet and like make them want to participate. How many people were at that Schottenstein arena show? Oh gosh. What is that? 12,000? I think that's, 12, I think that's right. Um, so maybe 13 for people who aren't from Columbus, Ohio. Um, the Ohio state Buckeyes basketball arena is called the Schottenstein arena. So 21 pilots last hometown show was at the Schottenstein arena. And the fact that they sold it out was insane. It sold out for a concert layout, but mm-hmm. sold the fact that they sold it out was insane. And it was cool. Cause I was up in one of the boxes and us and all the family were up there in the boxes and, after the show, you know, you see Tyler kind of tired. He's still got a little bit of black paint on his neck, but he's coming back to eat pizza and hang out with all the family. But when I when I looked at him, when he came in to sat down and talk, it was like he had just entertained so many people. It was like he had just did this service to so many people. And there's this balance, you know, and I've definitely watched the humility grow in Tyler as a success, you know, like, I've even seen moments, you know, I remember at the shot seeing moments where he had the whole entire arena in the palm of his hand. And that's when you start here understanding when LeBron James or somebody talks about humility. Tyler was do was part of something that was so much bigger than him at that moment. He was just lucky enough to be the guy. 
you know? And I think sometimes I see flashes of that in him, that humility, and I see the exhaustion of going through it all. But I also see this confidence in him knowing that this is, this is what I expected to do. This is why I did it is because Mm -hmm. I expected to get here. And so he had this clear vision of what he wanted to do. And it's just so cool to see a proof of concept where we did it our own way and it freaking worked. And that's, that's huge. And that's what 21 Pilots is. If, if no one, you know, if people don't grasp anything out of 21 Pilots, if you're wondering why they have so many different genres, if you're wondering why they have so many different looks, if you're wondering why my man wears a blouse, if you're wondering why and all that stuff, it's because they do not care about how you think they're supposed to do it. They're just going to do it their way. And that's it. And I love watching it. And I also love being able to design the merchandise and the graphics and the logos and all that stuff for it and the layout, all that stuff for it, because it's given me the freedom to try and, I don't know, to try to create some visual that represents what I see in 21 Pilots. So, you know, so then this past two years, we've been deep uh, into Blurry Face and all of the different aspects of Blurry Face. And as the concept of Blurry Face started, to what it is now, it's taken on a life of its own. And there are aspects in there that we didn't even intend, but they've been really cool to see. And so you, for you with Blurry Face, it goes fairly local. Mm-hmm. Um, stressed Out was that too? Ride um, the, and Lane Boy, right? Uh, and where else are we at with those? So what has been your, what has been your journey through Blurry Face from a video perspective? Well, fairly local was fairly interesting because well this was your first first chance to take the artwork and make it into visuals also you yeah, know and it was also the first time where Tyler and Josh were way too busy to build a concept with me yeah and so i had to kind of i mean i met with you at max and irma's i think and well let's actually yeah let's rewind back so max and irma's is one and then old bag of nails is one too <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you're from Westerville, you'll know what we're talking about. But if you're not, we won't say anything else about it. So it can be our spot. Anyway, um, so we go, me, you, and Tyler go to Old Bag of Nails. And Tyler, is that right? It was there, yeah, right? it was Old Bag. So Tyler, believe it or not, he seemed kind of nervous when he was ready to present this thing. He's like, okay. Well, I mean, in his defense, it was introducing this character. Yeah, a character. Yeah. He goes, okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, I know this is going to be silly, but. And he said, all right. So there's this character. His name's Blurry Face. And I got up and left. Yeah, and then you threw, there were fried pickles, and you threw them at Tyler, which was weird. I thought that was odd. And you threw that at him, and then uh, you started pouring ketchup on him or something, and then you walked out. Well, it wasn't on him. It was on the table, but it was at yeah. so much that it kind of spilled yeah, it splattered everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I flipped the table up, and then he was just like, okay, I can change the name. And we're like, yeah, whatever. What do you want? And then he continued, and he said... His name's Blurry Face. And he talked to me about some dream about some mutilated character or something like that. And there's this Blurry Face character that is sort of, um, he represents a person that you are that you kind of want to kill or a a portion of yourself, a person that you kind of want to defeat. And then he started talking about representing Blurry Face's pool on you. And I think that ended up, you know, translating into some paint on his hands and on Mm -hmm. his neck. But um, we talked about this whole idea. And did we, was I presenting art at that lunch or was I presenting art at at another lunch later? Because I remember when I presented the new logo, we were at that table. So that may have been the same time. Am I right? I think it was the second time. Second time. So we did two 
like identical meetings mm-hmm. then. Okay. So then I came back and, you know, every 21 Pilots fan takes the logo that you made and they put a bar and then they put a hyphen and they put a slash mm-hmm. in their Twitter or Instagram signature or whatever, on their tweet, whatever. And I think that there's so much about 21 Pilots that is held up and supported by this fan base. The fan base becomes uh, a member of the band that this way of just being like, listen, these kids have already made the logo for you. Mm-hmm. So let's just do it again. And and I thought that the logo for the blurry face cycle should be Helvetica, Ariel, whatever on your keyboard, a bar, a hyphen and a slash. And then I put a circle around it. And then that became the logo for blurry face. And I remember when you guys saw it, it was so cool. It's so refreshing to me because when you guys saw it, you were really intrigued. You're like, oh yeah, that should be it. And there wasn't even any pushback. And I was like, I mean, obviously, at that point, the logo meant nothing because the fans hadn't tattooed it on themselves yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that point, they were sort of taking the, you're like, really? That simple? That basic? And I was like, yeah, I think that's simple, that basic. So that they know when they put it in their Twitter profile, that it is the actual logo. So mm-hmm. the only true logo you can get is the one that's in the fan's Twitter signature. That's like the real logo. So let's just say that the blurry face 21 pilots bars logo is a representation of what the fans are putting in their Twitter anyway. So it became this process of giving the fans back something based on the amount of dedication that they had shown toward the band. You know, for me graphically, it was my way of being like, you guys have got them to this point. So let's start giving stuff back to you. Right. No, I mean, we've always tried to find ways to make sure that we cater towards the fans because that's the whole reason that this thing works. Right. They're buying into it. They're showing up to shows. Or there's times in Atlanta where the show was on a Thursday and people were showing up on Sunday night. Like wow. it's stuff like that. And like literally, that's that happened last fall. Wow. So to be able to put them inside all these projects, I mean, we had an alternative press cover where we had the idea of having some fans kind of design the cover. Yeah. And we're finishing a piece right now when the guys played in London most recently that we interviewed. A girl, uh, Squishy Mew is her Twitter name, and she we went to her house and shot like her her bedroom, and she showed all of her like memorabilia and her designs, <laughs> and we followed her through London down to the venue, yeah, um, and Brixton. So it's like any opportunity that we can have the fans be involved has just been a win. It's just so easy because because yeah. I feel like these fans, as creative as they are, and how I mean they supply. 60% of our posts on social media right. is like their artwork and all the videos and kind of the backbone of it is not the show. It's the interviews with the fans outside in the queue. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just to be able to take that to a whole nother level and literally, literally make them the logo for yeah. the most part. So I put a blog post up called behind blurry face on my website. And one of the things that I said in that is that none of this work is in vain. It's all sort of like, we know that if we make it, the fans will embrace it and take ownership of it. So, you know, a lot of times you can create stuff that you really don't know is going to see the light of day. You don't know if anyone's going to care. With 21 Pilots, we know that the fans are going to care. We know that they are going to take ownership of this. You know, like when we created this blurry face character, you know, when Tyler would tell me basically the, um, you know, the narrative of this character blurry face, we kind of decided that blue had no place in this anymore. Like it was very much a red color of, passion color of anger color of battle whatever you want to call it there was this red color that maybe we would just use the same red and we'll just drop the blue out for an album cycle or whatever i don't know if that means the next album is blue or what that means i think we're going to have to see how tyler's feeling at the time 
but you know, it's been so cool to, to, you know, for me, so, you know, let's take this chaos of their music and, you know, I had the chance to hear the whole album as it was being made. And, you know, I remember you and I were riding in the car together with Tyler and we were hearing uh, Doubt, I think, for the first time. So anyways, each one of these in the true 21 Pilots fashion, I would never, you know, when I listen to music, there's a color attached to a sound or a song or something like that. So instead of a color, I wanted to use a pattern. And mm-hmm. I felt like every song had a different texture, it had a different pattern, it had a different feel to it. So what I wanted to do was kind of show that chaos with all these different patterns. So with 14 songs on the album, I came up with a pattern for each and every song. And if you throw them all together, it looks like complete chaos because the way 21 Pilots throws everything together, it's complete chaos. But I think that there's a way to encapsulate all that in a package that is easy to for the fans to digest. And that that goes for music as well. There are so many genres in, the, in 21 Pilots music, but somehow it gets delivered to you in a consumable way that you can take ownership of. So in the same way, I want to take all that chaos and kind of just slide it behind these nine dots that Tyler really, you know, Tyler's idea was the nine dots. So figure out a way to mix his idea with my patterns and my colors and that whole approach. So that's where this cover of the Blurry Face album came into play. And then from there, we just started talking about a lot of different aspects. And, you know, we started talking about the skeleton click and then we started talking about the alien, uh, you know, that represents Josh. And we sort of just started coming up with all these different symbols that we could use. And now they've become this library and this toolbox that is all over Hot Topic. It's all over the merch table. It's all over the web store, all this stuff. But all of these ideas and all of this belief system that we established early with Blurry Face is extremely evident throughout the entire brand. All that to say... When it came time for you to film fairly local, it made pretty good sense that this video is going to be about black and white mm-hmm. with red. Yeah. So, I mean, going back to Tandrum, the people that are doing the video content, uh, Molly over there who kind of heads that up, she saw this design Bible that we kind of nicknamed it. And she was like, this is amazing. Like, this makes everything just visually click and just yeah. make it work so i use that same and molly has a ton of energy she's excited yeah. about all of this stuff and that only fuels us more to be like yes everybody yeah. on board is stoked about this yeah. from the graphic designer the video guy the motion graphics people and then of course tyler and Mint. i mean the crew everybody we're all just stoked on these ideas and we're all on board we're all on the same page yeah the only thing i'm kind of bummed about fairly local is we had to cut a big gag so we're gonna do we're gonna project the uh, fairly local pattern on the drum kit and like on the back of Tyler and Josh and kind of do that whole entire thing. Yeah. We had to cut it because the projector didn't work. And also there was a pop star that released a music video that was all projection. Mm-hmm. It was literally like the exact same stuff that was in our treatment. Yeah. In our defense, I could say that Mark <laughs> sent me all kinds of ideas and images and all kinds of, all kinds of direction we were going to go with the fairly local video. And then a pop star came out <laughs> with all of that stuff and killed that whole lookbook that we had created. <laughs> there was a literal, there was a, a moment in that video where I, they literally recreated one of the images that was in that lookbook. Yep, I know. Because the director, whoever, found that image when they did the same search as we did and they recreated it. So yeah. um, with Fairly Local, it was kind of introducing the album and and the darkness of it and that yeah. track itself is it was a we call it a fan track so yeah. it's like not about radio it's not about anything like that it's about like we should 
give something to the fans and let them, hey, this is the first track on your new album, so we picked Fairly Local. Yeah. And when I say we, I mean management and Tyler and Josh. And, and I remember you idea. talked about with Fairly Local, this is the chance for us to hold the fans' hand and say, come along to the mm. next record cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, it's okay. Trust yeah. us, it's okay. So we were just coming out of these lim- this limbo after Vessel was kind of done and there's no shows going on and these guys were in the studio forever and it was kind of like a dry time and like you said, we wanted to create this video that takes their hands and pulls them through, just like you said. So we um, came up with Fairly Local. We wanted to be kind of cold. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, because when we hear the music, we think of when, when we, when I heard it, it was this cold, like indoor snowy thing. We yeah. talked about that in the parking lot and when we were listening to the track. My favorite song on Blurry Face, by the yeah. way. It's great. So, and then just going along with the violent patterns and whatnot, ripping away the drum kit and like having Tyler come into this glass wall that he has to break through when he's talking about being on the radio and kind of just taking all these thoughts and uh, feelings and putting them up on screen. And it's probably one of my favorite music videos that we've been able to uh, produce. I think it was such a cool one to start with because, you know, Tyler was really open about his true opinion about he doesn't he he kind of cares about the radio but he doesn't care mm-hmm. about the radio and i think the expectation that he should care about the radio is a frustrating thing for him because he had he has been going so long and creating songs out of thin air just for him you know that now he doesn't want to have to create something with some expectation of this one would be good on the radio like screw that we just have i just going to continue doing what i'm doing cuz it's working so far and I mean, you know, look at the time gap between when Stress Out Music Video came out and yeah. then when it shipped to radio. Right. Like yeah. That, that's Crazy. A, yeah. That's a, uh, that's a kind of like a key to them not caring. It's yeah. about what are the fans? Okay. Let's give them stressed out and let's put that out there. And same thing with Ride. Ride's, I think it's going to radio now. Yeah. But it already had a video that we shot last year. So yeah. that whole kind of steering away from the pop norm of single video with it single video yeah. with it is is kind of one of those keys to catering towards the fans yeah and i think what i mean there is no format anymore i even think that you know i was thinking somebody said uh i forget who it was but somebody said something like radio is in a good place and i was like you know what i actually agree with that because if i listen to the top 10 songs right now i mean from from justin bieber to the weekend to drake to zane or who i know those are all pop stars but from those guys it's like there aren't there's not much format to those songs. Like mm-hmm. things are getting loose. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Things mm-hmm. are starting to like the, whatever the pop format that works for like Taylor Swift, it doesn't, it's not a necessity anymore. But Taylor obviously owns that and she's a genius when it comes to that stuff. But the format, I think we can grab onto songs without that pop format. We can still take ownership of these songs without pop format like that. Skrillex, Diplo, Justin Bieber song, the, um, I forget whatever, what, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? What in the world am I listening to right now? What do you mean? By like, <laughs> I don't know, but it's provocative, you know? And it's like, it's good. It's good. And it's, and it's a weird format and who cares about format anymore? So what's been cool is that 20 on pilots is, I mean, in some ways I want to say they're ushering the idea of throw all of the rules out the window. Let's just do it. However we do it. And, I don't know what genre you think we are, but we're just going to play songs up here. You can call us whatever you want to call us, but we're just going to play songs up here. So, you know, I feel like you've just done videos the way you do videos and you just do videos the way Tyler's into doing videos. And I've just done graphics the way I think would be cool to do graphics. And somehow I have to believe that there's there's a bigger power that pushes all this stuff together saying that 
And it all works because it has the same sentiment. It has the same sentiment of doing things from an honest place. And, you know, there's a tremendous amount of originality in what 21 Pilots is doing. And I think there's a tremendous amount of originality in stuff that you're doing and the stuff that I'm doing because we don't really have anything to base this off of. We're not trying to mimic anything we've seen before. We're just making stuff that seems to make sense for 21 Pilots. And I mean, it's been a blast so far. It's it's a great time to be a creative person yeah. is what it is. Because I remember in college, there's a huge alternative band that I, I adored. And they had a video series online. And I mean, it wasn't generating much views and whatnot, but I was kind of engulfed in it. And I thought it was amazing. They were telling these stories in a different format. It wasn't like the the band's music over top of them like driving to a show it was other music it was atmospheric stuff and they were telling the story and then um fast forward to 2012 and the band ends up uh, 21 pilots ends up playing with this band and i pulled the guitar player aside i was like hey man i know you don't know me but they're your video series like when i was in college like who did those like those were amazing they're they inspired me to do what i'm doing today he goes um, I don't remember who that is. I don't, I don't remember who that guy is. So <laughs> that going to put a brick wall in front of me for a second, but I climbed over it and realized that that was just a different generation. And now everyone wants a video guy on the road. Yep. Um, buddy of mine that does photos, he was asked by a huge, like alternative pop band to come on tour with him and do photo and video. Yeah. Like people want to grasp with this video concept and I'm not saying we're the first ones to do it. I just think we are a part of that kind of making a position on the road that's content guy yeah. without, you know, a lot of bands now, they, you know, we got a big show in Chicago. Let's figure out who we can hire. And this guy did this other video for this other label mate of ours. Let's have them come out and shoot the show. And that person shows up and they don't know what the lead singer has been going through the last couple of weeks. They right. don't know what the drummer did like two weeks ago with his family and all this kind of stuff. It's like, we're missing out on those stories by just hiring people to come out right. for a one-off. Yep. And, th- and they don't know the story. I think that, you know, for me, the 21 Pilots project has changed a lot about my own career where I don't want to do the stuff that I'm not, that I'm not invested in the story. You know, 21 Pilots has given me this chance to be so deep down invested in the story, to know Tyler personally, to know what motivates him. When I'm starting to do that a la carte stuff for other bands, which obviously I do plenty of, you know, I even, I even know like with bands like Paramore or Fallout Boy or 30 Seconds to Mars, I've sort of been like, I've got to do more for you because mm-hmm. I understand your story. So let's get deeper into this um, so that I can get deeper into the graphics that represent the story and all that stuff. Like I've been able to do for 21 pilots. Yeah. I um, had a couple opportunities um, from this to do videos for other people and Paramore. Yeah. Well, I did the, they you just got to got go back. on a cruise with yeah. Paramore. That was two years ago. Now they just got off their most recent tour. They did it again. And, um, I was thinking about that and and that worked for that band because I knew their story, but there's this other band and um, they wanted me to do a music video and I just didn't get anything fulfillment from it because it was a band I didn't really know very well. And that's kind of what makes me nervous about working with other bands and why I've been so close with these guys, uh, Tyler and Josh, just just knowing the story. Well, you know, we we had a meeting with uh, management with Tyler and, Josh and you know the whole crew basic well not the crew but you know the whole inner circle team creative mm-hmm. team uh, and we that's kind of when I presented the graphics this is when I presented the patterns and all that stuff but I think one one thing that 
kept ringing, ringing true was this idea that we all need to convert to the same religion. And this is kind of, yeah, after doing the 21 pilots project, this is kind of something that has been a constant throughout a lot of the other projects that I work on is like, first we have to convert to the same religion. We all got to understand what we're doing here. Graphically, I built a quote air quotes Bible at which everything else was going to be, you know, if I can create all this stuff and show you all these suggestions on the way we're going to do it, graphics from here on out are going to be easy. So here you are doing like title graphics for videos, lower thirds for videos. And it's like, when you send it back to me to say, what do you think? I'm like, yeah, that's exactly right. Of course, it's exactly right. You know, like we've done the work early to get the brand across. We've done the work early to think about, to anticipate every possible way that this graphic can get used. And other than a few emails being like, change the type to look like that or use red in, in place of that, or that's the wrong red or whatever. Um, it's been really easy from the web team um, through the label and all that stuff. It's been really easy to keep this brand consistent only because we did so much work and we were so adamant about it early that it made the rest. I mean, that was two years ago almost. And mm-hmm. two years ago, we pretty much established the stuff that we're going to make now. Like this morning I was making wristbands and tomorrow I got to make a crew neck. And the day after that, I got to make some like, you know, high end hoodies. Like there's all kinds of stuff I'm making for 21 pilots and the style of it and the feel of it. It was really established a long time ago. So now we're just trying to carry out that brand. Now we're just trying to visualize what the extension of this is when it goes to video screens, when it goes to a stage, when it goes to a, a custom, drum set or something like that. Like there's all these different ways that obviously this is the route that we go now. And so this has been my chance to really, really, really sink my teeth into a brand. And it's so exciting for me that the first brand that I got to sink my teeth into was a band. Mm -hmm. So band branding has been this new obsession of mine where this is almost like the only way I want to work for bands moving forward is I have to, I have to create a brand like you would, you know, we know what an Apple, if you're going to be an employee at Apple, we know what your shirt's going to look like. Well, in the same way, if you're going to have any involvement with 21 pilots, this is the way that things will look. And this is the way things will feel. Cause this is the overall religion of 21 pilots, the visual religion, whatever you want to call it. But we've been able to, we've been able to pull it off and we've been able to only get, um, encouragement from Tyler and only get like freedom and trust from Tyler, which is huge. And that's a whole other aspect of this entire thing that we're, that we haven't even touched on yet is that Tyler trusts us to do it. And, um, it's no longer a fight. Like, I don't feel like any of these graphics and this stuff, we've been able to be creative and be creative in the way that we like being creative. And we haven't really had to fight for, you know, we, if we fought, um, for it, we fought for it early and established it. And now, and now we're carrying it out, you know, like the Palladius special, like that, that's like this culmination of all the stuff we made. It's on that Palladius special. You know, we get to see the whole entire show. There's visuals. There's a lot of red. You get to feel the whole brand on Palladia on mm. cable TV. It's so cool to watch it all happen like that. Yeah. It translates everywhere. I mean, even the production manager, Daniel, he pulled me aside and he's like, Hey, like, what what font should we use on these backstage documents? Like the the scheduling up on the wall. Futura you know. medium with like four hundred kerning. That's <laughs> yeah. the answer. We need to spend <laughs> so much money on paper because And if there's an O in it, put a line through the O, okay? Which I showed you the shortcut, finally. <laughs> yeah, finally, my bad. I was uh what is it? Shift option O. There yeah, you go. So 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just like, I mean, you're right. Like, Palladia, it's a good way to put it. I mean, I just, I send you an email. I say, hey, we're doing Palladia. What do you think the title cards look like? And you sent one over that same day. It's just like building up this toy box. Yeah. Just like when somebody comes in to, you know, write for DC, when they come in to write for Batman comic, they have all these characters. They know how they play. They know the story. It's like applying that to everything. I, it's just, it's just so aesthetically displeasing to jump around. Yeah. And, and you want people to, you want to short, shorten the gap between people seeing it and realizing who's it for. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. You should feel it before. Okay. Before it even says 21 pilots. Before you even see a logo, you're going to know. And that's our goal is that the red might come in or that font might come in or some feeling or something is going to come in and we're going to start, we're going to feel 21 pilots before mm-hmm. we're told. And that's what we're trying to pull off with this whole creative thing. So us being the creative team, you know, we're, we are, you and I are in charge of the visuals for this. And I guess the next person on that list would be Tantrum. Um, but you know, and then we, there's people, Tim at the label doing the website, you know, he's carrying it out too. So the website, I didn't do any of the website, right. you know, he's doing it all based on a brand guideline that was, you know, pretty obvious. This is the way it's going to go from here. And man, it's just, it's refreshing because it's working and it's, and it's been working relatively without a hitch for the last couple of years. And this is, I feel like this is a success story. I think it's, I think the moral of the story I found out is do all the work early and run off that initial excitement early. So from the moment Tyler told me what about blurry face, it was like, this is exciting. I am so excited. The moment I heard Fairly Local, I think that was the first song I heard back. But the moment I heard Fairly Local or the moment whatever, it was just like, yes, I'm excited. So if you've got that excitement early in a brand, go for it. Churn out as much work as you possibly can. Get every idea out. There's a few ideas I did that we didn't end up using, but like, you know, I remember, I remember uh, the new skeleton key and the alien key. Like I sketched those out really quick just because I knew that we needed a new representation for the skeleton click. And also if the skeleton represents Tyler, we need to have something that represents Josh. And mm-hmm. that was the alien. And then of course we have the um, patterns and each pattern had its own thing. And then, you know, I'm thinking ahead. And that's another thing that I keep hearing um, everybody in the 21 pilots camp saying, get ahead of it. So I wanted everything, every single one of these patterns that I made, I was thinking about the merchandise that it would be mm-hmm. on. I was thinking about a freaking fanny pack or whatever it was going to end up being on. And here we are now with, I don't know, hundreds of pieces of merchandise, whatever it is. I don't know if that I'll ever be able to do it, but it'd be really cool to line them all up in one room and to really see that like, wow, we, we carried out the brand. I mean, you, you know? saw those snapbacks we got today. And oh, really? Yeah. There was... You, it's the logo, right? The the bar logo, the pattern, yeah. And then you flip the hat upside down, the bill on the inside it's of the hat. It's the lane boy pattern, yeah. yep. Or the honor pattern, whichever one we decide. What do you want yeah. to do? Which one do you want? Which to do? one is it? There, I mean, there's options. I I'm a fan <laughs> of the lane boy pattern. I would say the lane boy and the and the uh, doubt pattern are my favorite ones. I just did a wristband mm. with the doubt pattern in it today. So you guys are hearing the inside scoop. This stuff isn't going to be released for like a month or something. You guys are hearing us talk about it. What else have we been? Are we, are we able to talk about the other thing with the uh, the shot that got shot down? No. Oh, we could. Well, <laughs> no. no, we better not. There was something that got shot down that probably wasn't a ideal representation of it the was, band. It was close. Yeah, it was. It was close, but there's no sense in crying over spilt milk. Yeah, but we all agreed. You know, that's what's cool about it is Tim going back to Tim of Fuel by Ramen. Like them, Twenty One Pilots being the band that they are, number one pop single or whatever it is. There's some stuff that goes along with it on social media. People 
want to use their account to post stuff to kind of, you know, we need to give back to these radio stations and whatnot and these third parties that want to post stuff on our behalf. Um, and Tim sends me emails every day. Hey, um, we need to do a targeted Germany post about this contest. This yeah. is, is this graphic okay? Is this copy okay? Mm-hmm. Copy meaning what's actually going into the post and all that stuff. So we've done a good job of making sure that Tyler and Josh are involved in that and that there is just as much as in the Palladia piece, when a post comes up that's 21 Pilots, you can see that it is 21 Pilots. There's so many bands. It's an ecosystem. We've built an ecosystem for everything to live in. So many bands is like, hey, we're number two on the Spotify chart. Check it out. And it's just like, it. people just skip right through it. Man, I've been doing this since I started doing it in 2002 for other bands. That was Under Oath and Beloved and Norma Jean and He Is Legend. I was designing for them because they were my friends back in 2002. And since 2002, I've been able to work for every band that I could ever imagine working for. And no one, from even Paul McCartney to The Beatles to... Um, Katy Perry to whatever. Did you go from Paul McCartney to the Beatles? That's a huge no, from <laughs> the Beatles to Paul McCartney to Wings. No. Um, so from all of those bands, you know, and, you know, there's been some favorites like Nine Inch Nails or something like that that have been able to have this look, but no one has been able to pull it off as completely as 21 Pilots has pulled it off. And it's been so fun to be a part of this because I think we're creating a... Uh, I think we're creating a prototype that I would like to see other bands try to match. And that's not a challenge or that's not us, you know, that's not tooting our own horn. That's just saying, I think that you can go further on the way that you build the brand for a band. I think that you can go further on the story that you write for a band. I think there's more to the band that you're designing for. There's more to the band that you're making a video for. There's more to all that stuff. But I think a lot of creatives aren't taking the time to dig into that. And maybe there's a lot of musicians that aren't taking the time to convey that. So we got lucky because we are two creatives that are really passionate about this, but we're also being led by a musician who is open about what he's trying to do. And he trusts us and he can delegate this responsibility easy. And he doesn't nitpick this stuff. That's a huge thing. Like he doesn't nitpick any of the stuff that I make. He usually looks at it and says, that's sick. And that's about the extent of the direction because the direction and the delegation from Tyler, that happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Like he already established, hey man, I trust you. We did that a long time ago. And now I get the freedom to do my thing. And you get the freedom to do your thing. And I think the things that we've done and the things that we've made are pretty cool. What have you learned, you know, like what, what are you, you look back to, you know, the day, the day you went to that show and then what do you know now that you didn't know then? I know there's a ton, but. Mm, Gosh, there's so much. It's just learning how to work with others. Yeah. I think is the most important thing. I remember going back to when those first new designs came in from other artists. I got super defensive. Yeah. To be completely honest, I was. And the first time that a different director did a music video, I got super defensive yeah. early in my career because I was so naive. Felt like a personal attack. Yeah, but it shouldn't be at all. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I would have never known that a guy like you would be someone that I would walk into their house and ask if I should buy a house. Yeah. Like I did today. <laughs> Which when we I talked about in. today. Yeah. As soon as I stepped in, we hugged and I asked, should I buy a house? Like, <laughs> and, and you've been doing this for so long. It's just like, 
The reason I bring that up is like reaching out to people and just letting people be involved and figuring out like who's the closest to me that could help me out. Yeah. It's like not trying to, you know, everyone wants to know like, what do I do to make it as a photographer, as a video guy? What do I do? And I said, I always tell people to find your Tyler. Yeah. Is like one of my favorite things to say. It's like, figure out who wants to do stuff as badly as you do. Yeah. And just work with them. Yeah. And I mean, the reason that movies are good is because, you know, people work together on them and, and they tag team. It's not one guy just taking care of it. Like, oh, it needs to be this way. And, and everyone's working for me. And that goes with anything creative. It's just like, working together and just making it work. I've experienced the polar opposite of what I'm experiencing with Tyler. I mean, I've experienced being super passionate about creating art. And on the other end of that, it is indecision, you know, and I can't say that it's lack of passion because there's plenty of passion on the other side, but the indecision and the inability to delegate this responsibility, the inability to trust another side, um, that most creatives have that. I mean, like when you find the super creative people, they're usually crazy. Tyler isn't crazy. I don't, he doesn't appear that crazy to me, maybe a little bit, but not completely crazy. Mm -hmm. And he um, can delegate. So it's like, not only are you going to get to create awesome stuff for him, he's going to get excited about what you create for him. And he's going to, if just cultivate and let that whole thing flourish. So it's been, you know, I think that throughout your career, it's probably been an ideal working relationship that's maybe a little worrisome because you may not get a client as great as Tyler mm -hmm. later on. Which but is fine. Ahead. It's fine. It's totally fine that I'm not working for anyone else. And I talk about that one video that wasn't fulfilling. Like, you know, it's it's fine to go out there and get that out of your system. And when people come up and ask who else you've been working for, I'm totally fine saying no one because this is a full-time gig. It's yeah. like, it's so cumbersome. Like looking over all these posts improving hats and belts and dresses and all this stuff and alongside you making sure things work but it, it's great to be a part of it and i'll always have a, a part of that history which is good So in 2015, they did the Blurry Face Tour, and this was this neat opportunity to take these visuals that we've created and translate them onto a stage, whether it was motion or video or just the graphics and the colors and however, you know, from stage banners to all that stuff. We were able to take the Blurry Face branding and really put it front and center for the fans to see. So this was sort of our first chance to let the fans live inside the 21 Pilots ecosystem. So, you know, they did the Blurry Face Tour throughout 2015. And here at the beginning of 2016, they've they've been all over the world again, of course. And then coming up, I think they have a Lollapalooza date. And after that, we will go on to the Emotional Roadshow Tour. Mm -hmm. So Emotional Roadshow is sort of this opportunity for Tyler to really put together this show with a beginning, middle, and end and really have this... Not that, I mean, he's had the experience for the Blurry Face Tour. It's always been an experience, but I think this is Tyler even pushing himself more to create, you know, take it, taking that experience to another level. Yeah, I mean, ever since we started doing headline tours, it's always been about trying to get ahead of yourself yeah. and like figuring it out before you leave. And most of the time leading into those first couple of headline tours was pulling all-nighters, um, programming all the lights <laughs> the night before the first show and all that stuff. So last fall was first opportunity. We were really close to really having enough pre-production time to make sure all the lights are dialed in 
all the tantrum content styled in and and be able to reproduce this show that's that was really impressive. I, I was really impressed by that whole entire tour. It was just yeah. it was to see Tyler and Josh kind of become those performers instead of just really like you can be a really good musician, but then there's whole this other aspect of being an entity on the stage. Yeah. Which we talked about in Johnstein Center when he comes off the stage. It's it's not that he just ran for an hour and a half. It's that he poured himself out he on poured the stage himself out. for an hour and a half. Exactly. Which is a totally different kind of exhaustion. I think that the Blurry Face Tour had a moment that was poignant for everybody watching. And, you know, when I did this, um, when I did the layout, the pattern I used for Goner were these birds. Because when I heard this song, it was this Goner of like a bird falling, but then there were people there to help him up. In this mm-hmm. case, it seems like that's the fan base there to help him up. So that basic concept, I conveyed that to Tantrum and said, essentially, the reason I use birds is because one bird is falling and the other ones appear to be helping him up. That was it. And then they performed Goner live, the blurry face. And that it was funny because the attention stopped being on Tyler and Josh and went to the video screens. And the fan base got to have this experience, emotional experience, almost like you could cry. Not almost. Plenty of people cried. Mm -hmm. I almost cried watching it. And I think the first time I saw it, Tyler gave me an iPhone video. Watch this thing. Or maybe you gave me an iPhone video. Watch what's going on for this goner sequence. So then people are watching this. You got all these people. And it becomes even more of a cinematic experience. So this is where Tantrum really got to come in and, and flex on like, let's give, you know, give us this goner song to give, give the fan base an emotion, give the people at the show this uh, spiritual, emotional connection with what's going on on stage. Yeah, specifically, that was Chris Schoenman. He was the animator that does all the stuff yeah. for Tantrum. And he took that concept and, and the first, I I told them outside of you telling them about the pattern, I told them like, make me cry. Yeah. <laughs> like, think of cigarettes and then make me cry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which is totally. my two favorite things to do yeah. is listen to Yonzi and cry. Yeah. But. Um, You're crying, right? You've been crying this entire interview here. Yeah. I've been wondering what's going on. I have cigarettes in my cans. Oh, I see. Um, I thought you were listening to yourself in the headphones. That's all no. cigarettes. Okay, got it. <laughs> Understood. Um, so he took it and he... I don't know if he wants me to tell you, but I will anyway. He lost a, a friend of his, a really close friend. Oh, wow. Um, to a very tragic incident. And he used that and ran with it and kind of just poured himself into it. So it's another opportunity for someone that's a part of our clan to take this and, this, and make it his. It's yeah. Like, Goner's mine. And watch what I'm going to do with it. Yeah. And so we watched what he did with it. And, and it brought tears to my eyes when yeah. I saw just the previs, when I saw it on my computer and this fake 3d environment where he was showing what it's going to look like. That was enough to move me in itself. Yeah. Which is a recording behind it. I think that sentiment is huge for this whole thing. I I want fans of 21 pilots to know that everybody that has involvement with this band or with this movement or whatever this is that we're doing, there is a tremendous amount of emotion behind this. If you want to know about me, why I'm doing this, it's so that, that little girl Jenna can have a really fun life. And that the that guy that she married, if I could help that guy out in any way, I want to do that. But the reason that I'm so passionate about this, because I love Jenna. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's why I'm doing this. The reason 
you know, the tour manager is doing what he's doing or the business manager, because they've known Tyler since he was a little baby. And, you know, we're all pushing emotion towards this thing. And this is sort of this big, I mean, it's an emotional thing. It's this emotional, um, I don't know if roller coaster, but it's this force that's happening. And there's a whole lot of passion. There's a whole lot of heart behind it. And almost in the sense where I see the success of what's happening with 21 Pilots. And I'm like, of course, of mm-hmm. course there's success because this whole thing comes from a very real space. And I would really like to hear a story about another situation where there's been so much emotion and so much passion brought to this. And man, when you watch that goner sequence, you, if you didn't get it by now, you realize there's something bigger going on here. Yeah. It's, that was one of my favorite moments in the way that it was put in the set. And even for them to go a step further and end on trees still. Yeah. Just all that history with trees at the beginning at the end of the set. It's just, that is something that I told everyone that I kind of am not in charge of, but the people that look to me, I told them goner is like our benchmark. Yeah. That's kind of like where we need the entire show to be, which in respect to goner, you know, you can't really have a whole entire show just be everyone's just crying yeah right (laughs) and there'd be no contrast there's got to be the ups and the downs so but with that being said like we were saying like just think about it like think about what went into this creation of goner i don't think i mean i don't tour with any other band so i don't know if they talk about it the way we did but i don't think so yeah i don't think anyone like has this moment that they kind of cater towards so i mean it's the fans that just works for some reason. This like is just fans. yet an, another way that 21 Pilots is very different from the other. They don't write songs like you, and they also put a little bit more emotion into every little thing, even on the video screens. There's a little more emotion than you've probably seen with other bands. Yeah, it's... I mean, I've been to other shows, and I've seen their crowd that show up, and there's just nothing like what I get to experience at least in the U.S. every single night, and then sometimes in London and sometimes in Australia and sometimes in Asia. It's just, it's just that's the reason it's working. It's just because of the raw emotion that's just, you know, unapologetic. Yeah, and yeah, exactly, unapologetic. He continues to pour his heart out, and we continue to get to convey that in any way we possibly can. And this coming Emotional Road show, I know that we had a creative meeting about it not too long ago. We got a lot of um, ideas across, you know, Tantrum got a lot of ideas across as far as what we're going to try to do. Um, but again, it's just, it's awesome listening to Tyler's vision for it and to hear this, these insane ideas that he has for it and to know that he's he's probably going to pull them off, you know, and that's... Oh, in, know, his, in his mind, he's already pulled them off. It's already They're pulled already off. already pulled off. Yeah, yeah. And, and when it happens, right, and when it happens, it's going to be like, of course, yeah. of course. So, man, it's been fun doing this. Like, and not, not the interview. It's been fun creating this stuff with you. You know, we've got to know each other. We got to become friends throughout this whole process. And uh, it's just something special, man, when a couple of creative people can get together and do their best work together and encourage each other, continue doing the best work. I hope I have an experience like this again at some point in my career. But if this is the only experience I have like it, it was still totally worth it, you know? Obviously, there's going to be another record someday, and we're going to try and do this whole thing all over again. And um, after going through this, I'm nothing but excited about that that whole process. So um, hopefully you feel the same way. And, I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel a little nervous because yeah. you always question yourself. I don't know if you do, but I think I do. Is like, will my treatment live up? Like for a while there, I felt 
like car radio was like the best thing I could do. Yeah. And then now stressed out starting to take that position. Like, will it get better? And, and it's just, all that is, is just, that's my own blurry face to, yeah. for, you know, <laughs> the uh, chance of sounding super dramatic, but I don't know. It's, it's remembering exactly what we talked about. It's remembering what this is and it's bigger than, you know, thinking what video is better than the other. Yeah. But you got to know for this, you are the bar. There isn't some other thing that you need to live up to. You just need to live up to yourself. You need to keep mm-hmm. doing, you know, the only thing that you could do wrong for the next next cycle is not be yourself. You are now the creative, you, you are now the, the video, the creative force behind 21 Pilots. So you are the end all be all of it. You know what I mean? Like as far as when I make graphics for 21 Pilots, I'm not going to try to be good as so-and-so mm-hmm. because I like this thing that 21 Pilots has going and I like the way they're approaching it. So I'm just going to do it in the style that I've done the 21 pilots, not necessarily the same visual style, but with the same approach that we've done blurry face. And it's like, we are the bar. Tyler knows he is the bar. There's no other thing. There's not, you know, this isn't a situation where you're trying to be as big as you too. They don't want it in that way. They don't Mm -hmm. want it. You know, we want to do it our way. And the best we can do for the next album is for us to continue being honest with what our way is. So it's been a blast doing it, man. And I hope you've had fun. And I think we're going to continue having fun doing art together for, for many years to come. This, this experience, I can't be more thankful for it. I mean, yeah. it gives me an opportunity. Like I said earlier, like I'm not the best shooter, you know, but I am my best shooter, you know, yeah. this week, next week, I'll be even better than my week self here. Yeah. Um, And just as long as, you know, the band continues to kind of just let us do our thing. We're going to learn ourselves. So what do you think is next for Mark Eshelman, Real Bear Media? What else do you want to do that you feel like you haven't got to do quite yet? A lot of fans that have actually researched the band enough to know what my social media platforms are have reached out and said, make a movie. And I think (laughs) that's a brilliant idea. Because part of the reason that this video content worked for me way back then and the same way it does now is because those two guys are so good on camera. Yeah. Like I can literally hover around Josh Dunn all day of him just goofing around and he will just give me gold. I feel like there's a broad city with 21 pilots, like a broad city basic idea with 21 pilots that uh, would probably be good. This one idea is that Jay and silent Bob. Well, I do love Kevin Smith, but Jay and silent Josh, (laughs) a tie and tie and silent Josh. Um, I think one of the ideas was them too. They work or Josh works at a roller rink. Love it. And then at night, Tyler haunts it as a ghost. Oh. And so it's the interaction between Josh, the guy that works at the roller rink. And sometimes and they're just the drinking Slurpees and yeah. just talking about life. But, but it's but like it's falling still... through Tyler's body. Yeah. Because he's a ghost. Yeah. And then Josh has to clean it up. But he it's loves like... that time between the two of them. Yeah. That he doesn't care to, to clean up the slushy. Man, I forgot I'm a ghost. Why do I even drink this slushy? I get it's, it. But I mean, we're just waiting for that money to roll in. Yeah. So Kickstarter, here we come. Um, other than that, I'm really excited about this summer tour, Emotional Roadshow, because I'm for the first time bringing on a photographer, Brad oh, cool. Heaton. Cool. And then a second video shooter, uh, John Flanagan the second. So um, his dad, his name is John Flanagan as well. So I don't want people at home to be confused that I'm working with a different John Flanagan. Is it, are you bringing his dad or are you bringing him? Him. The him. second one. Him. Okay. Um, the, the second one in order of John Flanagan. Got it. Um, but those two guys I've known for a long time and it just goes back to hanging out with friends and family. Yeah. These two guys are like brothers to me and 
Brad, I love that I'm in a position where I can give him an opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. One, I mean, I've been doing okay on the photos, but it's doing photos and video at the same time. And I never call myself a photographer, even though I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like came second. So to be able to give him that, it's like, hey, you are photos. Yeah. Go out there and shoot photos. And the more that he shoots photos, the better he's going to get at that show. 21 pilots. So by the end of the run, we're going to have these amazing photos. And then and John, you're giving him the same type of leash that Tyler's given you, you know, right. it's, it's an extension. Yeah. And it continues going where it's like, everybody has creative freedom to do what they do best. You know, the only goal is to choose wisely, but then everybody has the creative freedom to do what they do. And they're all having fun doing it. It's really cool to watch what happens when everybody's enjoying the creativity behind it. And it seems like everybody we've been involved with, you know, I keep thinking about Molly at Tantrum. It's like, she's stoked. You know, we're stoked. It's just, it's a, it's a fun thing to watch this whole thing happen. Well, I think we did it, man. I think we got through a decent podcast with a lot of information about the creative force behind 21 Pilots. Yeah. I hope it's Are you happy? Are you yeah, good? I'm happy. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad to have an opportunity to, to shed some light on what's going on behind the scenes. Cause yeah. I think, I mean, I would be interested if something that I've kind of made artwork for, or I've kind of poured myself into, if I'm a fan of it. Yeah, kind of like what's going on and why is it working? Because it just just makes that more of a con- uh, a connection. Yeah, I think it's important for people to know this isn't the standard. <laughs> there mm-hmm. isn't necessarily two guys like us for every band. A lot of times, it's uh, they could put together a group of fifty, sixty people that I guess were responsible for some of the creative that happened throughout the whole album cycle. But in this case, it's a really small group of people that have a very long leash to do their thing. So. Um, this is a rare occurrence. You know, I think if anyone gets an opportunity to work in the music industry or work on a band the way you and I have got to work on it, um, you know, be very grateful for it because I think it comes around once in a lifetime. So, uh, yeah, man. So I think we did it. I think this is a good taste of the ideal situation for creatives to work in the music industry. I think we've had a really, really, you know, good experience. We've been very lucky to have an ideal creative situation with 21 pilots and, um, and it was fun to talk about it for the past couple hours. So I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, this whole situation is so rewarding and it's, it's great to be able to talk about what goes on and, and how it feels to be a part of it. All right, man. Thanks for doing it. Thank you. All right. Later. The graphic sound was created by me, Brandon Reich. You can find me at Brandon Reich on all social media and on BrandonReich.com. This episode was produced by myself and Brian Skeel of ChrisGrahamMastering.com. Theme music by The Hands of Stone. Title intro song remix by my good friend Jesse Kale at Jesse Kale on Twitter. Music on this episode included some random sounds by me and a ton of clips from 21 Pilot songs, including Addict with a Pin, Fairly Local, Holding On to You, Car Radio, Trees, Stressed Out, Scream, goner and this song you're hearing now called lane boy you can find out more about my guest mark eshelman by visiting his website realbearmedia.com that's real spelled r-e-e-l and on twitter at realbearmedia in the spirit of creativity process and 21 pilots i have a class on skillshare.com where i take you through my entire process of designing merchandise for 21 pilots i actually sit down with tyler to get his ideas and create real merch for their line right now there's a special promo i'll give you three months of Skillshare for 99 cents if you use this specific shortened URL, skl.sh slash Reich, R-I-K-E. I also have classes available on the Creative Live platform that dig deep into several different detailed methods on how I make what I make. 
Visit creativelive.com and a simple search for Rike, R-I-K-E, should get you to all of my four classes. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show and it encourages me to keep this whole thing going. Like seriously, those reviews mean the world to me. You can find more info on this podcast at thegraphicsound.com and join the conversation by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegraphicsound. Thank you for listening and listen to me. Don't let them kill your soul. my favorite things that Tyler ever told me was when we were living together 2011 or whenever it was, he showed me another song. Wait, he's married now and you don't live with him anymore. Mm-mm. Oh, I see. Once he got married, you didn't live with him. Yeah. I, kinda, I had to, um, have you asked them? I moved to the shed oh, back. That's good. That's so nice. When I'm hungry, I kind of come up to the back door and they hand me some stuff. Do you get Wi-Fi out there? No, oh, no, I still dial up. Got it. There's a big ethernet cable yeah. going out to the shed. Yeah, and sometimes when he mows, I have to replace the Ethernet yeah, cable. I know that. Yeah. Maybe not have a green Ethernet cable. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in sheds, man. I know what it's like. Yeah, yellow works. Yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, in winter, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's a seasonal Ethernet cable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't tell me about sheds, man. I've been there. <laughs> it was a white Ethernet cable in the winter. Yep. And then it got turned green in the summer. <laughs> and so it just keeps getting cut up. Yeah. <laughs> so I go back to white and then comes summertime again, it just turns green. And you just you cuts know what? It up. Maybe you should buy a house. Yeah. <laughs>